0: Well, hello, and welcome back to day 67. We are in Numbers today, starting off again, and we will be in 10, verse 1 through 11, 23. And I'm just trying to find out where 23 is. All right, so here we go. The silver trumpets. Now the Lord said to Moses, Make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble and for signaling the breaking of camp. When both trumpets are blown, everyone must gather before you at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one trumpet is blown, then only the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, must present themselves to you. When you sound the signal to move on, the tribes camped on the east side of the tabernacle must break camp and move forward. When you sound the signal a second time, the tribes camped on the south will follow. You must sound short blast as the signal for moving on. But when you call the people to assemble, blow the trumpets with a different signal. Only the priest Aaron descendants are allowed to blow the trumpet. This is a permanent law for you to be observed for generations to generations. When you arrive in your own land and go to war against your enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord, your God, will remain or remember you and rescue you from your enemies. Blow the trumpet in times of gladness too, sounding them at your annual festivals at the beginning of each month. And blow the trumpets over your burnt offering and peace offerings. The trumpets will remind you, your God, of his covenant with you. I am the Lord, your God. The Israelites leave Sinai. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, on the twentieth day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the covenant. So the Israelites set out from the wilderness of Sinai and traveled on from place to place until the cloud stopped in the wilderness of Parn. When the people set out for the first time following the instructions the Lord had given through Moses, Judah's troops led the way. They marched behind the banner, and their leader was Nashon, son of Amadid. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Issachar, led by Nathanael, son of Zurah, and the troops of the tribe Zebulun, led by Elab, son of Helon. Then the tabernacle was taken down in the Gershonite and Maronite, division of the Levites, were next in line of march, carrying the tabernacle with them. Reuben's troops went next, marching behind the the banner. Their leader was Eleazar, son of Shurda. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Simeon, led by Shemuel, son of Zuredash, and the troops of the tribe of Gad, led by Elisip, son of Dil. Next came the Kohath, division of the Levites, carrying the sacred objects from the tabernacle. Before they arrived at the next camp, the tabernacle would already be set up at its new location. Ephraim's troops went next, marching behind the banner. Their leader was El- Elshem, son of Emihud. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Manasseh, led by Galmiel, son of Pedazer and the troops of the tribe of Benjamin, led by Abadid, son of Gideon. Dan's troops was last, marching behind the banner and serving as the rear guard for all the tribal camps. Their leaders was Ashar, son of Amishad. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Asher, led by Peguel, son of Orcran, and the troops of the tribe of Napalil, led by Era, son of Enon. This was the order in which the Israelites marched division by division. One day Moses said to his brother in law, Hobab, son of Ruel the Mennonite, We are on our way to the place the Lord promised us, for he said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised wonderful blessings for Israel. But Hobab, Replied, No, I will not go. I must return to my own land and family. Please don't leave us, Moses pleaded. You know the place in the wilderness where we should camp. Come, be our guide. If you do, we'll share with you all our blessings the Lord gave us. They marched for three days after leaving the mountain of the Lord, with the ark of the Lord's covenant moving ahead of them to show them where to stop and rest. As they moved on each day, the cloud of the Lord hovered over them. And whenever the ark set set out, Moses would shout, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be, be scattered. Let them flee before you. And when the ark was set down, he would say, Return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. The people complained to Moses. Soon the people began to complain about the hardship, and the Lord heard everything they said. Then the Lord's anger blazed against them, and he set a fire to rage among them, and he destroyed some of the people in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people screamed to Moses for help, and when he prayed to the Lord, the fire stopped. After that, the area was known as Tarbra, which means the Place of Burning because fire from the Lord had burned among them. Then foreign rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to carve the good good thing of Egypt. And the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt, and we all had the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, Garlic, we want it, but now our appetites are gone. All we see is manna. The manna looked like small cordoner seeds, and it was pale yellow, like gum resin. The people would go out and gather it from the ground. They made flour with grinding it with hard meal hand mills or pounding it with mortars. Then they boiled it in a pot and made it into flat cakes. These cakes tasted like pastries baked with olive oil. The manna came down on the camp with the dew during the night. Moses heard all the family standing in the doorways of the tents whining, and the Lord became extremely angry. Moses was also very aggravated. Moses said to the Lord, Why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, Just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. Moses chooses 70 leaders. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather before me 70 men who are recognized as elders and leaders of Israel. Bring them to the tabernacle to stand there with you. I will come down and talk to you there. I will take some of the spirit that is upon you, and I will put the spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you, so you will not have to carry it alone. And say to the people, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow you will have, have meat to eat. You're whining, you were whining, and the Lord heard you when you cried, "Oh, for some meat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat, and you will have to eat it, and it won't be for just a day or two. Or for five or ten or even twenty. You will eat it for a whole month until you gag and are sick of it. For you have rejected the Lord who is here among you. And you have whined to him saying why did you ever leave Egypt. But Moses responded to the Lord there are six hundred thousand foot soldiers here with me. And yet you say I will give them meat for a whole month. Even if we butchered our whole flock and herds would that satisfy them. Even if we caught all the fish in the sea, would there be enough? Then the Lord said to Moses, Has my arms lost its power? Now you will see whether or not my word comes true. Now we turn to Mark. Chapter 14, 1-21 Jesus anointed at Bethany. It was now two days before Passover and the festival on Unleavened Bread. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him, but not during the Passover celebration they agreed, or they may ri- or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simeon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indigent. "'Why waste such expensive perfume?' they asked. "'If you have been sold for a year's wage and the money given to the poor,' So they scalded her harshly, but Jesus replied, "'Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, and you can help them whenever you want to, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed.'" Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Then Jesus. Then, Judas Iscart, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priest to arrange the betrayal of Jesus. They were delighted when they heard why he had come, and they promised to give him money. So he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. The Last Supper On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At, the, at his house, he enters. Say to the owner, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. So the two disciples went into the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. In the evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. As they were at the table eating, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, one of you eating here with me will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, am I the one? He replied, It is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me. For the Son of Man must die, and the Scriptures declare long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. So now we turn to Psalm 51, 1-19. through 19. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say. And your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, From the moment my mother conceived me, but your desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me, now let me rejoice. Don't keep me looking at my sins, remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of salvation, and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me from shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You don't want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repent heart, O God. Look what favor on Zion, and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifice. Offer in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. The bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. And now we're going to go to Proverbs. And I think I missed a scripture last time. So we're going to read 29 through 32. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. And that is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.